Welcome to our Deep Rooted Podcast, a weekly podcast featuring our latest live Bible study, as well as other encouraging messages and teachings from our hearts to yours. Tonight we're going to be talking about faith. Ooh, <laughs> faith. And I know that sounds like what a else is new? I know. That sounds like a repetitive topic around this ministry. And that's just because we've seen it work in our lives. We know We've seen revelation after revelation of faith in Scripture, and we want to help people become empowered, ultimately. We want to help people who are struggling in life, who don't really feel power in their life. They don't see power in their life. The Bible promises power, but sometimes you might not see that take place in your life for who knows why. And tonight we're just going to be digging a little deeper tonight again about faith and about the law of faith and how God operates in faith and all of those things. So we hope it's encouraging for you tonight. So before we get into it, I just want to talk about a couple of scriptures just to set the foundation before we dig into this. And the first scripture is from Psalms 82 verse 6. And God said, I have said, you are God's. And all of you are children of the Most High. Now, the word gods here is a little G, little lowercase g for gods, um, which really it means dominionship. It means dominionship or rulership. It, it actually ties along perfectly in Genesis where he said, I have given you all of this. You have all dominion over the birds of the air and um, the creeping crawlers and all of that creepy stuff. Creepy crawlers. <laughs> He says, I've given you dominion, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have rulership. We have dominion over this earth. And if that's not convincing, Psalms 115.16 says, The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. So there's another scripture showing that the earth is ours. It's our dominion. We, we are in control of the earth and and really we can shape our reality with with having that authority yeah he called us to subdue it Um, yes he gave us dominion and he told us to subdue it Mm -hmm. and so that we need to understand that that we have we have a god-given authority it's our birthright it's a it's something that was handed down to us it was something he gave to adam but then Adam and Eve, they just gave it away to Satan. And then Jesus came and he gave that back to us. He took, took, took it from the devil and gave it back to us. Yeah. So if God gave us dominionship, if God gave us rulership, then this, this scripture I'm about to go into is more valid than any contract any law-abiding covenant, it is the most strongest covenant because it's from the word of his mouth. Because he gave us authority. He gave us dominionship. But then in Psalms 89, God says, My covenant I will not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. God has given us a covenant of authority, a covenant of dominionship. And God cannot go back on what he said. He cannot go back on his word. He cannot say, have dominion and say, oops, you guys are messing up a little bit. I'm going to take it back. Mm-hmm. He can't do that mm-hmm. because his word is the most powerful binding co- covenant that can ever exist. Mm-hmm. That's why he says, and, and Jesus says in, in the New Testament that 
what God has put together, let no man separate. Mm -hmm. Because God has put it together. God spoke Adam and Eve together. God spoke husband and wife marriage. And so the breaking of a marriage is one of the most difficult, stressful, hard, hard things you're ever going to go through because of how powerful that binding covenant is. And so if God told us we are gods of this world, we are rulers of this world, nothing can take that. Mm -hmm. Nothing can take that back. And understanding that rulership is really the first foundational key that we all should have when we're talking about faith, talking about the laws of faith, how faith works, and um, all those things. And so we're going to go into the book of Matthew to start off tonight, Matthew chapter 8. So if you have your script Bibles, go ahead and turn with me there. And this is a great story because he's taught it's Jesus and he um, meets with this centurion. And if you know what a centurion is, he's basically um, like a very high powerful person who's in, in law and government. And he says, the centurion says to the Lord, I am not worthy that I should come under my roof or under your roof. Oh. That you should come under my roof. You what? should backtrack a little bit. Should I? Yeah. Uh, explaining what the scripture is saying because you didn't mention that. Oh, servant sorry. Yes. <laughs> so his so the centurion servant, because um, he's a he's a, he's a leader. He has people underneath him. His servant got sick. And so Jesus was walking around the town and this centurion heard of Jesus and he knew that he could heal people, that he's healed the multitude of people. So here we come to verse, or Matthew chapters 8 verses 8 through 10. And it says, the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. So one, the first thing is first, this centurion humbled himself before the Lord. He said, Father, this is not me. Like, it's not me who's in control of things. It's not me who has this power. Like, it's not my power. It's not my faith, my authority. Mm -hmm. But he says that you only speak the word and my servant shall be healed. Mm -hmm. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. And then when Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Mm -hmm. So Jesus marvels at this man's faith. Whenever I see scripture, whenever Jesus is marveled by something, I want to study that the most because there's only a few instances where he marvels at faith. And one was because of this great faith and another is because of the lack of faith. Yeah. And so this one, he's marveling because of how great this man's faith is. Not under, it's not even, not just the fact that he marveled at his faith, but just the fact that the centurion understood authority. Uh-huh. And yet, yeah, that's what he says. I am a man under authority, uh, having soldiers under me that I can tell them where to go. So he understood it. Mm -hmm. He understood authority mm -hmm. on an earthly means. Mm -hmm. He understood that. And so when he says the Lord, you don't need to come to my house. Just say the word. Just say the word. Now, there's a lot of a lot of things you can say about this because there's a lot of instances where Jesus touches and he 
he he touches and lays hands on people and they're healed. Mm -hmm. But the word of God can do the exact same thing the physical manifested body of Jesus was doing, Mm -hmm. if not more. Because throughout scripture, Jesus was only around for 30 years, 33 years or whatever. And he only could be at one location at a time. He was confined to a body. So he couldn't go everywhere at once healing people. He only could heal people where he was standing. And the Bible says that he sent the word and it healed them. And so the power of God's word in your heart shows how much power. There's so much power in there to where all you need is the word. Mm -hmm. You don't need Jesus to come touch you. Mm -hmm. You don't need Jesus to come over and put mud on your eyes and heal you. Mm -hmm. You don't need that. However, there are instances in scripture where those take place. And I believe it's because without faith, it is impossible to please God. And sometimes you need to convince people into faith. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need to help them get into faith. But this man right here, he didn't need convincing. He didn't need helping. He knew if you just say the word only, my servant would be healed. That's how much he knew the authority of faith. Mm -hmm. And the word of God is just, is so powerful. I mean, you can see it throughout scripture. You see it in Genesis where he literally spoke the earth into existence. That was the word of God that created Mm -hmm. all of us. Everything. Everything. And not only that, but you see later on, the way that we come to salvation is to speak it. Mm -hmm. We speak that Jesus is Lord and we believe it in our heart and we're saved just like that. Mm -hmm. So... I, I know a lot of people are skeptical skeptical about the word of faith, um, but I don't think that they need to be. I mm-hmm. mean, you see it illustrated throughout all throughout the Bible, all throughout Scripture, that the word of faith is what makes things come mm-hmm. and manifest Absolutely. into um, the physical. Mm-hmm. It's and and it's because it's the word of God that has the power in it, but. When you plant the word of God, it, it acts as a seed. So we have to position our hearts into into a place where we're receptive to that seed, and that seed can begin to work in us. And when it begins to work in us, then comes out the fruit. Mm-hmm. I love I love the concept of how Jesus just illustrated the whole the really the kingdom as vegetation, the seed time and harvest, where you you plant something, you water it. You don't know how it grows, and then it grows and manifests, and you reap the harvest. And so it's the same word when you plant the word in your heart, and it begins to take root, it begins to fertilize, it begins to grow, then it comes out of you, and you begin to see that. So then when you're using the word of faith, well, you planted that word, so it's going to work. It's going to come out and work. When you speak it, it's going to come out and work. And so Jesus, long story short, just speaks the word and he believes and 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 the centurion believed it it says jesus said to the centurion go your way and you have believed so be it unto you and his servant was healed that self same hour so jesus didn't have to go over there he just had to speak the word and that's because jesus's faith was the purest faith of all so he could speak it and expect it to happen he his faith was untainted it was pure pure faith and i love that about jesus because he's our he's our example mm-hmm. he's our example not man 
not not famous people. He is, is our example of what faith should look like. And so the power that Jesus used through faith is also available to us. It's also, it's given to us. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. In Romans chapter 8, we have Paul writing so much about faith, what faith does, faith versus the law, the law of, of Moses versus the law of righteousness, which is of faith. There's so much things that, that Paul writes about here. And in Romans 8, 11, he says, but if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. So if you're a born again believer, you need to know that God has given you this, his spirit. He has given us a spirit that cries, Abba, Father. It's an intimate spirit. It's a spirit that we, we are with God. We're one with God. We commune with God every day. And so we have that spirit in us. And so he says, if it's in you who raised Jesus from the dead, you, it will also quicken your mortal bodies by that spirit. So there's power in that spirit. There is power in that spirit, and we have that power. God gave it to us at salvation. And if you go to the book of Acts, we see how this is how this plays out. In Acts chapter 3, you have Peter and John, and they're walking around, and they come to this gate. It's at the ninth hour. They come to this gate at this temple where a certain man from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask of alms of them entered in the temple, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but such as I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he stood him up by his right hand, and he lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength, and he was leaping up, and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them in the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew it was he that sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. So Peter and John, what's so special about them? Nothing. They're exactly like we are. Mm -hmm. They are exactly. I feel like we should clarify too that this is after Jesus has ascended. Mm -hmm. And this is after the Holy Spirit has been Mm -hmm. has come on to the disciples and all of us. Um, and so they had power through yes. the Holy Spirit. And that's why there's a difference between the centurion mm -hmm. who didn't have the power of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. living inside of him, but we do. Yep. And this is after the Holy Spirit has been poured down. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that although there's nothing special about them as humans, there was something special considering that they had the Holy Absolutely. Spirit now um, empowering them to do this. Yep. And that's the key too. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Because if you remember in Acts, Jesus instructed them, go nowhere until the power of the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Mm -hmm. And how will you know? 
you'll know by signs and wonders and because of the of, of um, the gift of speaking in tongues. You will have power. And so power is a gift of the Holy Spirit. It is a gift of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit comes and you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, then you get this quickening power. Then you get this power where you can go and you can speak and you can say, rise up and walk. Yeah. And so that's what happens here with Peter and John. They come to this man and, but notice also, it wasn't just them. It wasn't just their, their, uh, their faith. Mm-hmm. Because it says, I believe there's everything in scripture is in scripture for a reason. And it says that he, when he looked unto them, he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Yeah. So he was, re- he was expecting something, mm-hmm. whether it was silver or gold, or he was expecting something. And so I love this because Jesus in the gospel tells us if we have faith as small as a mustard seed, we can say to this mountain, be removed. So it's not the amount of faith that dictates the stuff that happens. It's not the amount of faith. It's the pureness of the faith. That's why I said Jesus's faith was the most pure because Doubt is the only thing that will keep us, keep our faith from working. And so this man, he was just expecting something. He, he was at the lowest of lows. He was, he was, um, what was it? He was lame from his mother's womb. He was lame from birth. So there was nothing that he was really hoping for anymore except just money. Mm-hmm. He was at the lowest of lows. His his expectation was probably the lowest of lows. So when he just expected something from them, there was nothing more he could doubt. Mm-hmm. There was nothing more he could lose. He had nothing. Mm-hmm. And Jesus also says in the Beatitudes, he says, blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Another translation says, you are, broke, you are blessed when you're at the end of your rope. When there's more of God, there's less of you. When there's less of you, there's more of God. Yeah. So this man was at the end of his rope. There was nothing left for him. He was expecting just to receive something. His faith with their faith combined resulted in a miracle. Mm-hmm. It resulted in a miracle. Yeah. And I love that Peter claimed the power of God. It was his. It wasn't his power. It was God's power given to him and he claimed it. It's a gift. If someone gave you a gift... You, you know that's it's not from you. You know it's not from you, that gift, but it's given to you, so you now take possession of it, and you own it. You say, it's mine. It's mine given to me from someone. That's what happens when God gives you the Holy Spirit power. It's given to us. It's not, it's not ours and ourselves. We're nothing in ourselves. Mm-hmm. But with Christ, we are everything. Yeah. And so he, he literally says, Silver and gold I have none, but what I do have, I give it to you. What I have, I give it to you. How bold of a statement to say, I have the power of the Holy Spirit in me. Mm -hmm. I have the same power that rose Jesus from the dead in me. It's mine. It's, It's mine. I own it. And that's what Peter did here. It was his. And another great point about this is many people try to act in faith and they, they, they believe for God for a healing and they're sick 
but they're still popping pills and laying down on the, on the couch, acting they're, like they're still sick and, and nothing's changing. When you don't put your actions towards your faith, when that's why it says faith without works is dead. If you don't put your actions towards faith, if you don't, pre, not pretend, if you don't put yourself into where you want to be in your mind and in the physical realm, it's probably not going to manifest. And so what he does here, he doesn't say, in Jesus' name, you're healed. How are you feeling? He doesn't say, in the name of Jesus, you're going to walk. Are you feeling better? (laughs) Where are you feeling? He's not asking him anything. He says, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And then he took him by the right hand and he lifted him up. Yeah. He lifted him up. And he basically made him do something that he couldn't do in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens when you're in faith. When you're walking in faith, I mean, we can say it from our own lives, our own testimonies, that if we feel a cold coming on, we rebuke it. We, we, we cast it out and I, I don't take, I, I don't go to the doctor if I feel like I'm getting sick because if I'm going to the doctor, I'm admitting I'm getting sick. And if I'm admitting I'm getting sick, then I'm allowing those symptoms to overtake me. Mm-hmm. I'm allowing those things to overcome me and the enemy to work to cause a sickness to happen. But instead, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to rebuke it. I'm going to dig into the word. I'm going to get into the spirit. I'm going to rebuke this thing. And I'm going to continue throughout my day as if nothing's happened, mm-hmm. as if I'm not, as if I'm perfectly fine. I'm not, a, I'm not denying that I'm sick. Mm-hmm. I'm not denying that I don't feel well. I'm denying that it's going to dictate my life. Yeah. I'm denying that it's going to put me in that reality. It's mm-hmm. going to say, this is your reality now. That's, the, that's what I'm denying. Mm-hmm. And so right here, he was not denying that this man was lame. If even in the scriptures, it says he was lame. Mm-hmm. No one's denying the fact that there's ailments, sickness, uh, and, and deformities, diseases. Yeah. No one's denying any of that. What we're doing is we're, we're living in the supernatural. Mm-hmm. We're not living in the natural. We're living in the supernatural. And so he grabs him by the hand and pulls him up. He forces him to walk when he couldn't walk. And that's just incredible to me. It's mind-blowing. Because I hear people who have been in accidents and get paralyzed and then they, they're they in rehab and it takes them months, months and months, maybe years to finally start walking again because it's such a long process of learning again and training your legs and all of that stuff. Immediately, his feet and ankle bones receive strength. Immediately. That just goes to show that when you speak something, immediately it happens. Now... Sometimes, for whatever reason, it doesn't always immediately happen. Now, there was a great testimony by someone. Um, I forget her name. It's um, she had what's it called fibromyalgia, and um, she was literally bedridden for years, for like I forgot how many years since she was a teenager. We we we've heard the story. She has a, f- a funny name too. But anyways, the Lord, the Lord told her that this was going to be a progressive healing. Mm-hmm. And so she accepted it. But then later on, she heard that again, like, why, why is this going to be progressive? And the Lord said, because that's what you believed in your heart. You believed it was going to be progressive. So I told you it's going to be progressive. 
it because of where your mind's going it this is going to be progressive but it's still gonna happen but it's gonna be progressive and so she believed that in her heart it was gonna be progressive thank you so much for listening to the deep rooted podcast We hope you enjoyed this, and if you'd like to hear more from Matthew and Stephanie, subscribe to this podcast and visit our website at deeprootedministries.com. From there, you will be able to contact us directly, access our live Bible study archives, and so much more. You can also find out how to partner with us in sharing the gospel all across the world. Be blessed today, continue living in the victory, and remember that you are always welcome here in our family of faith.